Alright guys, hey, this is James grabbing the brisket. Dude, that new intro is killer. It I is. Love it. It's so good. Like I Does really enjoy this. Yes, I do. Yeah. You just hear it. Boom, boom, boom. You're just ready to like yeah, I'm just gonna cut it and just like post that to Spotify so I can listen to that twelve just seconds. Over right. and over the yeah. right. thirty second intro just yeah. over and over yeah. and again. I mean, yeah, let's do it. I love it. So hey, we, it. we got a wonderful interview for you guys coming up in like few seconds. Yeah. I mean, we got Doug Shotting from Rogue Cookers. This guy, I mean, you might as well just grab your pen and paper because he's going to be spewing the knowledge of competition barbecue and just barbecue in general. I mean, this guy is a world champion in multiple large cook-offs. I mean, so this guy knows a lot of stuff. Traeger ambassador. He's an ambassador for Head Country Barbecue. Rocket scientist. He is a rocket scientist. I mean turned pitmaster so i mean i super personable funny dude i mean i don't know how much i can hype the guy up a little bit i mean we might as well just roll right into the interview and let's just get going right let's do this all right guys and gals this is james from grabbing the brisket so today we're doug, we're joined with doug shiting with rogue cookers so uh, a lot of people out there, I'm sure, is familiar with their I know I am uh, just being in the competition barbecue world and my, I guess, uh, volunteering services at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. So I, I'm quite familiar with your, your work and, and some of the stuff that you've done out there, Doug. But uh, uh, welcome to the show. First of all, we appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to talk a little barbecue with us. Um, Let's just get right into it. I mean, this is honestly, this is going to be your show. So this is your show to run. We, we, we got a lot of questions, uh, whether it's regarding the competition barbecue or maybe the, the head country or Traegers uh, that, that you're a representative of. So super excited and super stoked to talk barbecue with you. Appreciate. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I was I was looking forward to it when y'all reached out to uh, to schedule me. And gosh, two months out—that's impressive that you've got your uh, <laughs> you're that OCD and you have the schedule down that you can. Well, we'll get we'll get you in a couple months. So Craig sh- said the same thing, you know. Uh, uh, so I think uh, and he. Oh, by the way, he said to say hi. He didn't. He said I didn't have to say it on the the uh, the show tonight. But I listened to his episode and uh, uh, he. I could tell he really enjoyed it. And uh, just made me want to reach out to him and and uh, you know tell him that I think the old Craig Sherry's back. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> but, nice. Nice. We, we enjoyed. So. I mean, that that dude is a uh, he's a uh, what would you say he's cut from the old cloth, so to speak. I mean, he's he's old school. Like, oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, ab- absolutely. I, I I love Craig. He's he's a little you know a little hard to get to know. You know, break in that that uh, outer shell. But uh, uh, but now his his. I told his wife. I said, "Or is your wife still full of piss and vinegar?" Because I love it when she's a, a head judge. So, but uh, but th- yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So yeah, Houston Rodeo is you know kind of where I made my mark, and so that that uh, that really kind of changed. Uh, things for me in my in my barbecue career, obviously. So, what what year was that uh, that you that you won out there? We I won in twenty uh, uh, twenty fifteen. Okay, uh, cooking. I was uh, cooking for a, across the track. I had actually met him at, at the San Antonio rodeo, um, and and they had won in twenty thirteen as well. And, you know, as far as I know, they got an argument over the trophies and and he didn't have a cook and he cooked next to me at the San Antonio rodeo uh, when I was cooking by myself that that time. Um, The last competition I actually cooked on a offset, by the way, um, a gator pit and uh, wound up getting second in brisket and 16th in chicken and fourth overall out of like 300 teams and so he actually called me later and asked me to cook the jack because you know when you win the houston you get an automatic entry into the american royal and jack and um uh so he he had actually called me like on a monday and uh asked me to cook the jack for him that next weekend um, went and did that oh gosh it was crazy it was 80 hours of just (laughs) it was just unbelievable and uh so he also asked me to cook the the Houston rodeo in 2014, and I think I got 19th in brisket that year. And he told me that um, I was on pr- uh, probation for one more year, and then lo and behold, we happened to win it in in 2015 with uh, chicken. Believe it or not. Mm. Wow, that's that. Well, I guess since then, I think last year 
the the rules changed a little bit out there uh, as far as the meats that you can turn in because before all you had to do is just turn in like one meat. Is that correct? Am I, am I correct in saying that? Yeah, yeah, you're 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 totally correct. And and what it was is you know basically you you had you if you had one space you could turn in one meat, right? And but if you had two spaces, you could turn in two. Um, if you had three and four, and I think it stopped at four, even if you had six spaces uh, or whatever. So you could you could choose and pick whatever you want. Well, I, I've I love cooking brisket. That's why I cooked brisket the the first time and and did pretty well. But um, I was like, gosh, the fewest number of people turn in chicken, and I. D- did pretty well in in chicken and, and and have kind of known for that and so I was like I'll turn in chicken and uh, so that's actually why I did it because you know to make the finals you have to be top eight and at that time it was about you know ninety or a hundred people you know turning in chicken and I thought well yeah. my odds are best best with that as compared to ribs or or brisket and that's that's actually why I did it and oddly enough that year that that we did win uh, chicken won first second and third that year. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, especially being in Texas, you you would figure brisket <laughs> yeah. would just be up there just a little bit. Brisket, ribs, something. Right. Hey, nobody cares about <laughs> ribs. I mean, brisket <laughs> in Texas, come on. Exactly, you know, and you, you think of the judges as good old boys, and somehow chicken did did well that year. And, I mean, I was lucky enough to, you know, to beat uh, Darren Worth by, you know, like point four points or something like that. I consider him the goat of 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 competition barbecue cooking but uh you know that's certainly debatable but um yeah heck of a nice guy but he wound up winning it you know a few few years later so um and after that now i cook for um wild game crew if if you're familiar with those guys roger and and uh and mike pujol and and tom purtle so no i'm not um, I'm, uh, i'm cooking with them they're basically right next to like where the they serve the barbecue, you know, to the public and okay. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know uh, Dennis. Uh, you know, Dennis Butterworth, or pig. Uh, yep. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah, butter. Uh, so it's right next to butter. Okay, awesome. No, yeah. exactly where that's at. Yeah, so so I actually, found, you know, I, when we were in Champions Row, happened to meet uh, Tom Purtle again. Hadn't seen him in like twenty seven years. I, you know, I, I, they came and met everybody, and and uh, I was actually more interested in in paul shoddy the vp of head country that came in and you know i was interested because i've used head country for a long time and and uh so i was actually concentrating on him and then i heard tom purtle's name and i was like <laughs> i know tom purtle and uh i had met him 27 years ago he's he's a trial lawyer in houston actually well known and uh and so then i switched over to to their team so i've been on their team for four years or so awesome awesome well, listen, I mean, it, I mean, not to get too far ahead of us, can we can we go back and kind of like get like a how you got into barbecue? Because, I mean, doing doing uh, my my due diligence and my hard research and listening to the you Central got, Barbecue you Show your, and all this stuff like right, that. So, right, right. Uh, yes. Uh, so obviously you went to school for aerospace engineering. Um, how did that lead into barbecue? I mean, how did how when did you first get into barbecue, um, and then when did you realize that I mean that that's just what your passion is. That's what you want to pursue. Yeah, um, yeah. I I, uh, I I got into barbecue. I actually never cooked. I was Mr. Microwave Boy. I would make a salad and nachos if I had to cook. Um, my my dad cooked steaks, so it's not a you know family thing. My mom cooked about three or four things you know regularly. So I uh, I you know my wife always cooked. She's she's the true chef in the family. And uh, I, as it relates to the engineering side, I did you ever watch the Food Network? Uh, the you know the next Food Network star, you know on, yeah. on TV. Oh yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So Chef Aaron McCargo. Um, of Big Daddy's house. He was from New Orleans, you know, had the two earrings and stuff. So he, I think he won, is it season four? It was uh, about 2008, I think it was. So I had just cleaned, uh, and some people have heard this, but but this kind of goes to the science part of, of, of my cooking style. I had just cleaned my battery terminals on one of our cars that we don't use very much, and um, our play car, and on Saturday. On Sunday, he does a rib recipe and he pours Coke into the, the ribs 
as the moisture when he wraps. And I'm like, gosh, if it'll clean battery, you know, acid off, off your terminals, it'll probably dang sure tenderize some meat. Yeah. And so that actually got me really curious. And so I, the next weekend I cooked some ribs and, you know, put them in, not on the, the grill or anything. Cause, um, um, I had done, you know, the Smoky Mountain and I hated that water pan in that, in that thing. But, um, so I did it in, in the oven and they came out pretty darn good. So I was like, gosh, this is kind of interesting. So I started getting a little bit and start, you know, I obsess about recipes, just like I posted on Instagram today. I, I get into a recipe and I obsess about it and I'll cook it four, five, six, seven, seven times. And then, and then I'll move on to something else. So that's just the way I am. Cause I'm always having a competition when I cook, if I cook two pair, uh, two, two things of ribs, I'm going to change one variable. If I cook four ribs, I'm probably going to change uh, one variable four different ways. Maybe one, you know, different finishing rub, you know, finishing glaze or, you know, one different rub. So I'm always having a competition. And as an engineer, you're always just tweaking one thing. And, and, you know, so that's, that's part of how my, my science background gets into the competition barbecue. And about that same time when I had been watching, you know, uh, best food network star the next next food network star um i had i used to play tennis so i i was a really not a pro level you know like a teaching pro level but um um the the next level down so i i did leagues and and uh you know play tennis in high school and was fourth in the state and you know my senior year in new mexico and uh would go to lubbock not flubbock but lubbock every weekend um you know you know as as craig says but uh what you know that was the big city i grew up in clovis new mexico just right across the border but um so i used to i played tennis for 30 years and i blew out my knee and so i love to compete and so that's how you know basically the the marriage of of my competition spirit and you know always wanting to improve and tweak and and i call it ocd tendencies but um um really to that helps me with you know doing the same thing consistently and doing it over and over and over but i always i always tweak one variable see i i am i am right there with you and i I am not like i listen Doug, I am not as smart as you are. He is not a smart man. I used to be smart. (laughs) I used to be smart. I can take a test. I can take a test. Right, right, right. You ever seen Forrest Gump? But but I I love I love the fact that so and that's something that I'm more apt to. I'm always trying to not change a recipe, but I'm always more about let's tweak something. Let's just change something. Let's just see what's how, how does this compare to what it did last time or whatever else. However, I will say, um, every once in a while, it's good to go back to the roots and, and go back to how it began and whatever else. Because I, I really feel like uh, the, the flavor profiles and people's palates are always changing. And you're always trying to get something just slightly different um, than, than what it was uh, than, what, than what anybody else is turning in. Uh, but, my, but my example I'm fixing to say is that I, I actually... Uh, got with James and I'm I'm almost scolding him a little bit like we have to change our recipe we've got to try something different it's not working and then we of course we're in a yeah. we're, we're in a cook-off it's 166 teams <laughs> and we get second yeah. and I'm like what in the is, one you're gonna change yes, exactly. exactly exactly I'm like what yeah. is what you know like and that was just like it, it was just the the alignment happening that one day going Jan just Stop yeah. talking. They're Just, pretty sure that's yeah. Yeah. Law well, yeah. Yeah. You, you, you know, in, in competition, if, if you go like three three competitions and, and, and you're not hitting, uh, and that's one of the problems, you know, if, if you're really not hitting in top 10 and, you know, there's 100 teams, you could be, you know, 11th or 99 or, or dead ass last. That's but, right. But, uh, you know, uh, with, with chicken and, and just changing one variable – I, I wasn't, I went through a period of time, like you say, I was, went, you know, six, eight months and didn't hit in chicken. So I said, okay, time to go back to the drawing board and just start over. And so I cooked chicken literally every weekend for uh, eight weeks and I would have a, a contest and I would cook 
at least two, maybe three or four halves. And, and then I'd have my wife and I was giving chicken away to everybody and everyone got tired of chicken. But that's how I actually came up with my recipe. And one of the things that's different than probably, there's two things about competition barbecue that's different for me than different that, than most people. A lot of people, like Craig said, take the classes, the same profile, everyone's tastes the same. That's one of the reasons I started listening to the Barbecue Central show is I was infatuated with his barbecue roundtables. And I'd listen to those things. You know, this is going back back a time. But, uh, you know, 2009, 10, 8. Um, and I'd listen to them like four or five times. But I'd, I'd bring their rubs in because I always wanted to bring rubs that were used outside of Texas into Texas and incorporate them into my recipe. So like on, on the Houston Rodeo, it's the Harry Sue uh, Jailbird Chicken you know, rub. Yep, That's yep, my primary yep. rub. I love the orange. It's almost like a Gatorade taste to it. And I love that citrus taste uh, taste to it. So I, I try to bring flavors from outside of Texas in, always have. And then secondly, I, you know, I, I like to, I like my barbecue that I turn in and I'm, I feel like I'm just like every other other uh, judge that that's potentially out there um and you know if you're a competition cook you uh, if you're on the other side of the table you don't want a competition cook as a judge because we're very harsh but um i like to tur- i like to eat my food that i turn in so it, it, you know you might amp it up just a little bit so it has a little more salt or whatever you know just a little more flavor in that one bite but I'll, I'll turn it down just a tad, but it's still the same recipe. So every time I cook at home, like a brisket and stuff like this weekend, I did a, a point and a flat and I, and I did two different rubs and two different uh, injections on them just to kind of try different, different flavor profiles. We had some friends over and I'm like, Hey, what do you think about this? And, you know, so just, uh, you know, just to get their comments. So I'm always, I'm always trying to change something and, and tweak something and I keep a journal. I highly recommend everybody, you know, keeps a journal. So just like you said, to go back and kind of start over, you, you can go back, you know, two months. You might, you might think you're doing something the, the exact same in terms of the rub or finishing rub or whatever. And then you go back and look, oh, I, I used to cook at 300. Now I'm at 325. And, you know, it's just small things like that where you just kind of need to reset. I, I could not agree more, and it's something that uh, I, I probably obsess over uh, the, the most as far as in, in my home cooking or anything else is that I'm always thinking about what does it taste like in competition, and, and, and first and foremost, I, I do think that everybody, and I say this all the time, if you're going to be a competition cooker, you've got to go judge some competitions, right? That first and foremost- Absolutely. That kind of tells you what's what's going on, but I, I, I really- uh, I'm, I guess maybe it's my personality. I, I always want to be just a little bit against the grain. They're like Everybody else is going one way. I always yeah. want to do something just a tad differently. Now, yep. a lot of times that gets me in trouble because I, I, go, <laughs> I go too far out in left field. And, and then it's hard to reel me back in. So, uh, are, are you talking about sa- Satan's uh... Satan's chicken was not a great idea to do, uh, <laughs> yeah. but I, I probably produced one of the hottest chickens I think I'd ever done in my life and, and turned it in, um, and it, it was what it was. You know, it just is one of those moments that I, I put something together and, and I'm glazing, and then somebody goes, "Did you try this?" And I said, "No, I've never tried this, but it can't be that hot." <laughs> and when I tried it, let me tell you, it was one of the hottest glazes i think i've ever had in my life besides just <laughs> pure hot sauce um and i was like oh my god i think i've ruined the judges yeah, like, whoever tasted that was not going to be able to taste anything else well you think about exactly this. you ruined everybody else yeah. behind you they, they the take about a, a, a table of six people or eight people having to eat that whole thing their palates their palates are ruined there's no way they can <laughs> judge anybody else's stuff so uh, I, it was not a good thing but at the same time i mean I, in my head i had what it should be like I just didn't realize what, how hot that was right. that you, I was adding to it. You, you didn't uh, execute. I did not execute. Yeah. You, That's you the whole don't try new things in competition. Right. Wait, right. Maybe right. practice at home a little bit. Well, I, I, and I do. I just I grabbed I grabbed a bottle of of, uh, of um, Louisiana hot sauce. No, it was scorpion. It was scorpion hot it's, sauce. It's still made by Louisiana, <laughs> and I thought I, I was thinking to myself like this is not that hot. This is like a hot sauce. So I I added a couple of drops to it, but those couple of drops. Oh my God, they were so <laughs> freaking hot. I was like, what have I done? 
So <laughs> it is what it is. You know, you, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Um, but uh, out of that, and which I'm always preaching this to everybody else, is like, listen, if everybody turns turns in a cherry glaze, uh, a red cherry, you know, pineapple glaze on their chicken, let me tell you, you're going to be judged like you just got turned in with 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 40 other teams. The same thing. So I'm yep. always looking for something a little bit different, a little bit. Um, if everybody's glazing something r- really heavy, then I, maybe I want to go a little lighter on the glaze. Go something a little saltier or something a little brinier. I, I, I'm not sure, but is that something you find yourself trying to trying to see what's happening or what's going on? Or are you always? I, I'm assuming you're always trying something different, anyways. But still, yeah, th- yeah, to a certain degree. But you know, I, I I try not to steer too far off the off the course. But uh, <laughs> you know, for a while there. Uh, you know, I was hitting in brisket and then I was, and then I, all of a sudden I wasn't hitting, you know, you go through, through cycles, right? You, you hit well in chicken and then the brisket doesn't goes away. And then you hit well in brisket and chicken or ribs go away. But, um, I was off on brisket for a while and it was actually partially my stubbornness. And I think it was what the, um, uh, the guys from the last show that, uh, said that they've been saucing their brisket for seven years. Right. Yeah. I think something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I own. I'm a. I'm a domain hoarder, and so I've got you know just ajouit. You know, ajou uh, uh, only. I've got all kinds of of uh, domains related to not saucing your brisket. Yeah. You know, let's say all kinds. Right. I'd say four right. or five maybe. And uh, so I was stubborn about that because it to me it was blasphemy. You know, as bad as squeezing your meat on Instagram and having the juices come out. That's but, right. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so I um, so I went and judged a few contests, and lo and behold, I got kind of an idea of what people were doing, and so so now I actually do you know sauce my brisket to a certain degree. So I, I'm right but, there. Uh, I I'm a person that does not sauce a brisket, and I will fight. Yep. I fight myself internally on this because I'm like. Just because people are, yep. are saucing a risk, do I want to be a little bit different than what they are? <laughs> well, yeah, and, and I, but I, yeah, I'm right at home. At home, I don't yeah. sauce. A, a, in a competition, I will sauce just a little bit. I, I'm really glad you brought this up because I was actually going to ask you this question just from oh. what I, was last week with uh, with the Dirty Underwear Gang. There, I was like, yes. I've got to ask a more competition cookers, are you saucing your brisket? And, and they said seven years, right? Yeah, I they think did. they said seven they years. Seven years. We are so behind. I know. Here's still <laughs> for five years, though. I've been talking about this because I think that that's naturally where the barbecue is going to go. But I think it's going to take a turn. So five years from now, who knows what it's going to be like? Or, or are they doing something different to the barbecue? Which I actually love the fact that if you look back, you know, from the time you got started doing this to where it is now. I mean, how many times have you changed a profile or a recipe or anything else? Like you're always, it's always evolving. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it is, it evolved quite a bit. Let's say the first five years I, I changed a lot. Like, you know, like in the beginning, you know, I did cherry chipotle ribs or uh, cherry, yeah, cherry chipotle ribs. And I made, you know, my rub, you know, from scratch, I made my sauce and, you know, did all that. And then, um, um, I just found, you know, it's, it, it started changing because my supplier had changed uh, paprika and my, my flavor profile was off. And, and I said, okay. So I, I actually kind of scr- scratched that and then went, you know, to all commercial. But uh, probably for the last, mm, yeah, I'd say f- five, six years, I've got mostly the same, same base recipe. Um, you know, cause like on chicken, I'll do two rubs, ribs, I'll do three rubs, um, brisket, I'll do probably three. And what so, exactly are those recipes? Yeah, I'd like to write this down. We have a pen and pencil right, or a pen and paper. So what is that? Uh, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you this. Yeah. SPG is my old, my base, my base rub on my brisket. Hands down. Don't change it. I would, I would yep. definitely agree. Uh, have you, have you used any of the hardcore carnivore? Uh, with Jess Prowl's rub, the red. Uh, yeah, I've used some of it. My my uh, uh, my wife loves the uh, uh, the charcoal one, okay. and uh, okay. so and then I used her. Uh, I've played around a little bit uh, during the, this COVID. Uh, I think it's a, what her enhancer one that that, that she has, kind mm-hmm. of the the 
the it's like a chicken base. Yes. And yep. uh, yes. so I've I've played I've played around a little bit with with that. So yeah, I'm a, as my wife says if I if I was a, a spice uh, spice girl I'd be spice hoarder because I mean I try rubs all the time <laughs> and and I keep them for a bit and then you know if I haven't used it for a while I've got a big like coffee can. And so if I have, I mean, you know, cause I, I've got like a little fridge that I keep it in and then, and then if I haven't used it a while, I'll just pour it in that, that coffee can. And then once I, uh, I'll fill it up and then I'll mix it all up and then put it in bags and give it to a bunch of her friends have, have grills and start, you know, have Traegers now and start grilling and, and some of my friends and stuff. And so I'll just give it to non-competition people and then I'll just give them those bags of rub to use. And, uh, yeah, my my one of my last batches, my my friend was like, "Oh, you've got it. This is a commercial." I'm like, "No, I can't make it. It's a one of a kind. I one, can't make it again." One yeah, and done. Even, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it's just a mixture of stuff. Right, right. Yeah. And, and, I, and earlier, you made a comment that you you said you cooked your last uh, brisket on offset, uh, and I, I know you're you're a Traeger representative. Yeah, I cooked. I cooked. I cooked my the, my last contest. Yep. on an offset was in 2013 at the San Antonio Rodeo and uh that's I got second I got uh I got second in brisket that year and two years before I got fourth in brisket cooking on an offset the a gator pit and that was the last time I've cooked a competition on an offset I cooked a, a few on barrels and then I switched and I I think I may be the first one in Texas um to switch totally to Traegers or or pellet uh pellet cookers um, and I was doing that, I guess my first contest was maybe January of 2014 to cook uh, exclusively on Traegers. And I've cooked exclusively on Traegers since that day. When that when you first made that switch, how crazy were people looking at you? Um, as I've said but, you know, before, it, oh, people were complaining because if you remember, I don't know if you, if, if you remember, but... You know, some of the people in IBCA were, were saying that, that I was cheating. Yeah. And cheating. so I'd get promoters promoters coming up to me and, and saying, uh, uh, I know you're okay. It lights the fire once. And, you know, that's the thing. It lights the fire once. And uh, just like the, um, uh, you know, the guys last week, they, they've got electrical, you know, contraptions on all their grills, right? Right. So, but uh, during that time, there was a push and there was actually a vote in IBCA whether to allow pellet cookers or not. And I think this was probably 2015 or so. And um, so, um, uh, you know, it, 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 there was a time that, that, that it was controversial. Um, you know, I got called by a few of my friends over on this, you know, over in San Antonio area, the one nut cooker, because I gave up one when I uh, <laughs> went to Traeger, nice. <laughs> and, uh, nice. you know, so, but, you know, it was, it was a, it was out a little bit out of necessity, because I used to cook with another uh, a partner, uh, uh, and so w when we split up, he actually, it, the gator pit was his, and then the trailer was mine that was built out like a kitchen, so, I only had one vehicle to, to tow, so I needed, you know, that's why I did, I did uh, vertical drums for a while, ugly drum smoke, uh, smokers for a while. And then, um, but one of my contests, uh, it, my food tasted like charcoal, whether it was the wind, but I had, you know, white billowy smoke, whether it was, yeah. you know, the, the bags of charcoal that I had, I said, okay, I'm not spending 800 bucks and I'm not ever happening, that happening again. And so then, but when we went to the Jack in 2013, those guys do it. You know those those people are professionals. I mean, plain and simple. And a lot of them had pellet cookers in their arsenal. And by you know back then, I really had didn't know what a pellet cooker was. And uh, I I took you know went bought a Traeger, it was a thousand bucks, and bought it at a kiosk in a mall. Said okay, I'll I'll spend a thousand bucks, and we'll you know I'll sell it on Craigslist list if I don't like it. But they were the first, and I could touch it. I'm a touchy feely guy. As an engineer, I'm a touchy feely guy. So I you know bugged the guy three times, and I finally bought. And my first contest was a Western Wood and. I don't know, 140 teams, and I, I got uh, that. Luckily, they were calling, you know, top 20, and I got like a 14th in rib and 16th in brisket, and I cooked everything on one grill. And I was like, okay, I can do this. And so then I got another grill, and I started cooking, uh, you know, exclusively on on two Traegers for for a long time. But you know, now I take I take at least three. So I I I love I love this, and I'm not gonna lie to you. I, <laughs> 
You're such a hater. I, I'm a hater a little bit. Uh, and, and, and <laughs> That's I guess, fine. No, no. It's, there's nothing wrong with this, right? And I, it, it's it's a way. It's a way of cooking. It's a way of going about it. And whatever else. And here's the deal. I would be a hypocrite if I said that I've never used a Traeger in a competition. I have, right? So I, take that aside. Whatever else. <sighs> so many things here. Uh, for one, committing to this and 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 doing like I'm doing everything on a Traeger, like. Do you feel like you're missing something on this, or do you feel like you miss a flavor profile that you got with the actual smoke and and offset cooking versus uh, what you're doing now? Do you, do you sacrifice anything? And then, and then my second question would be to follow up with this: is what is the technique? And I'm not saying give a technique or what your rub is or anything else, but to actually getting a good smoke ring and a good just uh, cook on your trigger for brisket. Are you dialing it in really slow and just like 180 degrees for so many hours? Can, can I take me through that process there if you could? Okay. Yeah. I. All right. So several questions there. Um, <laughs> sacrifice. Yes, I, I do think you are sacrificing a little bit, you know, because you, you're if, if someone wants like a, a backyard chicken that's real smoky and, you know, at a contest, you know, if that's kind of the flavor profile of, 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 you know, the town or whatever, uh, that's not going to be my day. And, and so you're not going to get the, the heavy, heavy, heavy smoke that, uh, you, you will from an offset, you know, and using, and using the big sticks of wood instead of the small sticks. So, but what, what, you know, so I, I feel like I'm at a little bit of a disadvantage there, but that's fine. I like challenges. And so I actually took it more as a challenge, the, to see, okay, I think I can, I can, you know, after that first contest, I'm like, okay, I think I can, I can do this and I can compete and do well. And so I took it more as a, yep, I'm going to go after it. And, and I know I'm at a little bit of disadvantage, but I'm still going to catch you. So just like with any grill, you have to kind of change your cooking to that grill. You know, whether it's a jam, you know, you cook on a jambo, or, you know, a, a drum or whatever, you have to kind of change things. And so, yes, I do things longer, more low and slow. And, you know, like, I, when do you think, when do, when do most people put their briskets on at a contest where turn ins at three o'clock, for example? I would say if you're not putting your brisket on by at least the minimum, even on a hot and fast, yeah, uh, I would say, yeah, four thirty, five a.m. Maybe yep. six. Yeah. Yep. Uh, at most contests, my brisket, if it's on at ten, it's probably late. Ten okay. p.m. Oh, night so, four. Nice. Yeah, ten p.m. Nice. So anyway, and uh, so so you know so so regardless, you, you've got to adapt your uh, what your cooking style to whatever your is offered with your with your cooker. Now, as it relates to smoke ring. Um, you know, the smoke ring is, okay, I don't want to go down too much in the weeds, but it's basically the nitric oxide from, from your combustion in the air that it's, it's, it's penetrating the meat and the myoglobin color, you know, of what, what, what it is. It's basically freezing that myoglobin into that color. So if you're not getting a good smoke ring, it's because you're inhibiting the smoke flavor, uh, the smoke from particles from getting into the meat. So... What are you doing? You're, what are you doing to do that? Maybe you're packing your rub too much, you know, in terms of it not, you know, basically blocking the pores of the meat. I never pack my rub. I put it on, you know, spritz it a little bit and, and just kind of let it, let it sweat. And then, but so the smoke can actually penetrate that. So I do get pretty darn good smoke rings with, with, the, with the Traeger. And it's, as it relates to recipe, my recipe that I got second and fourth at the San Antonio Rodeo, maybe the profiles totally changed, is on the Head Country uh, Barbecue uh, website, and it's the exact recipe. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I love this. There's something awesome about that. I don't know if, I, if you know this. My wife is a Traeger ambassador. and she, Oh, yeah. Uh, is it Denny? Yeah. yeah. She, she only does like yes. maybe one competition a year, but the first one she did 
was an IBCA and she took first place in brisket and it didn't matter after that. And there was just something <laughs> awesome about a chick with a Traeger walking up there taking that trophy that like, everybody else was just like, what the hell just happened? She did get booed. Oh, she yeah. did get That's booed. a beautiful it story. It was pretty awesome. It was cool. I guarantee you probably yeah, half cool. those guys uh, went out and bought a Traeger before the next competition. Yeah. Oh, was, well, oh yeah. Something. Oh yeah. So, so yeah. But uh, yeah. And, and uh, yeah. So I, I mean, now a lot of my friends and stuff cook on cook on Traegers and stuff, and so um, yeah, I got a backyard but, full of them. Yeah, I think I think John's really got does. four four or five Traegers. Uh, uh, James has yeah. one Traeger. I don't have a Traeger. We don't need Traegers, Jan. I, we don't because I just go to John's or James's house. <laughs> yeah. We're all neighbors, so it's like, <laughs> hey, uh, dial it up. We're putting something on, uh, and, and, and they're definitely versatile, and I, and I know that, right? So as far as like like I said, I have I have talked enough crap about using a trigger in a competition <laughs> but at the same time i was the same person that said get this brisket on a trigger right now because it's not done and that thing is going to dial it up it's going to it's, be consistent it's going to cook heat. it in, in heat where we're fighting the fire i was like get it on the trigger we'd already had it wrapped but we had probably three different spots so at that time we had i'd say six briskets on yeah triggers yeah. yeah, and they all finished. Yeah, they all finished within a, a, the, the allotted amount of time for us to pull them, rest them, in coolers, everything else. Um, and, and then uh, I'm going to ask you this: uh, since you are a big competition uh, person, there, how important is the rest for you, as far as resting your brisket or resting uh, ribs? Maybe a little bit less. Uh, I would say chicken probably a little bit less than that. But uh, how, how do you? How, what's your process for that? Um, chicken, I don't really rest. Um, um, I can, but, uh, really don't rest much, much at all. Um, ribs, I don't rest, rest at all either. Um, I, you know, take it right off the pit, you know, uh, unwrap it, you know, glaze it, take it off and cut it and it's in the box. Um, brisket on the opposite. I, I rest it probably if, if I had my, uh, druthers, I'd say four hours. Heck nice. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yep. Four hour four hours in a Cambro. Nice. Same. Yeah. That's yeah. you know, I I'm going for tender. Tender, tender, tender. Right. Yep. Right. And, and and you're still cooking the IBCA. Is that pretty much your your world? Yeah. Okay. Oh oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll you know, to me with my day job and stuff, uh, it's I pick the weekend. So I'll pick a weekend. Let's say, you know, middle of March, this weekend, that's the weekend I can cook. So then I look at IBCA, I look, you know, so, you know, if I can't find something close, then, then uh, I'll look at LSBS and uh, I'll, you know, see if they've got something that's, that's kind of close. But, uh, you know, my, my preference is to, you know, try to co cook within a couple of hours. You know, I do the San Antonio rodeo every year, you know, the, the, now the Houston rodeo. Um, my wife loves the, the Buda wiener dog contest. So we always wind up doing that. I do the Bandera rodeo, you know, so there's certain standard ones that I like to do. Cause you know, I'll do anywhere from on the low side eight to, to maybe 15, but you know, it's, it's going to be interesting after this COVID thing. Cause I really haven't cooked, uh, I haven't cooked the contest since Houston rodeo last year, but, um, been cooking a lot. Um, it'll be interesting to see how many I, I really want to do once, you know, hopefully we're out of that, you know, out of this and, and, and go back to cooking and stuff. So, um, uh, that, that'll be interesting. I think just as an overall barbecue competition sport. So, Hey, Doug, you've cooked all across the, the United States, uh, you know, the, yeah. and, and some of the big ones, the, the Royal Jack, Houston, yep. San Antonio, does the flavor profile change at all? Are you still doing what you do or do you, tweak it for certain areas um i i i think you, you don't have to necessarily tweak it at the at the jack but at uh, my experience at the american royal is yes you need to tweak it um i went up there you know in the invitation of my first year the invitational and let's say there were 140 teams i think i was 130th and I'm like, I've never done this poorly in a contest. You know, well, if I did, it was IBCA and I didn't know. <laughs> but anyway, so I was tracking like, it. Exactly. You know, I guess that's the, the, the beauty and the curse of IBCA is, is, is you, uh, you think you're 11th, but uh, you're really 130th. But uh, so, so, I mean, 
and and we didn't think our food was bad and so we said okay so the second day the only time i've really done this i said i'm going sweet and i went sweet on on everything and, and we finished about middle of the pack but we wound up getting um uh 20 i think it was like let's say a 26th in pork and in my and that was the last box that we made out of you know uh the garnish and it it looked a little little uh sad on the garnish but it tasted damn good and uh yeah if i would have gotten better appearance scores i, I would have probably gotten a top 10 but uh, uh but it, but anyway so i just went sweet so that's probably the only time that, that that i would change otherwise i say bring what what uh what got you there Right. I, I love that. Yeah, it's, it's something that, you know, being in Texas and being so – I've never really cooked. I think maybe cooked one KCBS uh, uh, competition and really trying to figure out what are they looking for, what are the judges looking for, especially here in Texas or whatever. But going going there and and cooking it and, and those big big type of uh, uh, competitions, is, it's like those profiles and flavor profiles are so much different there. Uh, than what they are here. I, and everybody wants to say like Texas doesn't like barbecue sauce or whatever else. Hey, you're seeing barbecue sauce more and more. Oh, sure. And in, in, in everything that we're doing here. And and hence the uh, the, the sweeter brisket that, or the glaze that people are putting on or whatever else. Um, that's something that I'm always, I, I'm always kind of struggling with a little bit uh, as far as how do you balance that as far as still trying, trying to stay true to your roots. But here's the deal. I just want to win. Uh, one and, and two, uh, the, the I think really the harder part would be like going there, like because here we don't garnish, and it's like knowing how to actually plate a box. I have no idea. Right. Throw some lettuce in the box. How bottom. to plate a box there? Like, yeah, well, what does that, that even? I mean, look there's like, tricks. You know, that if you cook next to someone, have them teach you your trick, the yeah. tricks, so oh, yeah. it'll shorten your box time, prep time, and and that actually uh, helps helps a lot. I like no garnish. I mean, you know, so the CBA and the, them doing, you know, the the four meats. I'm glad that they're doing pork from from that standpoint. But you know, even then, if we go to KCBS, you know, everyone's turning in mostly thighs, right? So we yep. we've got to do thighs. We've got to do a butter bath, and you know, those sorts of things. So you have to change some things. Your ribs, you can't cook to fall off the bone. You know, here we do fall off the bone. That's you right. know, the judges are going to bite, and they want the bite through, and that's totally different than than here, where there's it's a fork and the knife, and if the more tender it is, the bigger piece they get, and the happier the judge is. So it's it's different on the the you know how far you take the meat um, and how you cook it at those other ones. Um, in addition to you know what you cook, you know you know chicken halves versus thighs, uh, for example. I, I totally agree, and and I, I would think like cooking like cooking thighs, which is is a dark meat, right? Thighs dark meat. Right? Am I crazy on yeah. this? Yep. Uh, it, 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 to me, it's, it's more forgiving meat. Uh, I, I would think, but trying to cook a whole half, that to me is very difficult because you don't list. know where they're going to pull from, right? They're, are they pulling from their breast? Are they pulling from? The, the the leg area or anything else you don't know where they're going to pull from and so to me i think cooking a whole thigh like us in texas versus kcps we have a leg up because we are used to cooking an entire <laughs> no I, pun I, 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 yeah right I, I cook, cooking <laughs> a chicken leg up yeah yeah a, right? a chicken leg up but yeah we have a chicken leg, leg up, up because you're turning the thigh but yeah yeah, yeah. well but, you know if i'm if i'm judging a chicken i always take from the breast because the breast is the hardest to cook, so exactly what you're saying. Yeah, right. I, Wait, I don't take, I don't take, and, and if I don't take from the thigh or the leg, because you're, you're the competition guy and you, and you know what you like. Uh, yeah. And, and by the way, uh, Doug, uh, we have a special guest just walked in the room. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're, uh, we're welcoming in Matt. Matt from uh, Matt, grabbing back in the, from the Boy Scouts. How yep. fantastic! Thanks for joining Scouts. us tonight. Yep, yep. He he's actually coming in. Microphone. Let's see. Microphone up. Okay. Headphones are on now. Here he is. Okay, I'm That's here. We, the, we can start the interview now. <laughs> Matt, yeah, we'll we'll talk beef ribs. I know you like beef ribs. Oh I yeah, saw that. <laughs> nice. I'm gonna cook some this weekend for the game. Nice. Hi, nice. that's one of my nice favorites. Doug. I, I got a I got a question for you, man. We see, you know, since uh, we've been doing our stalking, um, that you were in a you you were you were in a band. You know, um, we had a guy on. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Rich O'Toole or not, but uh, he used to tell us, you know when he was on the road that they, they would make a bus brisket 
you know, basically put that thing on the engine block and just as they're, you know, going from city to city, just they'd be cooking a brisket on that thing. Did you ever think about doing anything like that? <laughs> no. Probably not in high school. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I've heard of cooking eggs and stuff on that, but no. No, I wouldn't do that. So, yeah. Yeah, wrong smoke. What, what, <laughs> what was the name of the band that you were in? Oh, uh, it was an air band in high school. I was in an air band in air high band. school. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. It, it was an air band. And, and I thought we hair loved. Band. Uh, yeah. So we loved Motley Crue. There it is. And, okay, nice. And, and, you, and I, I have seen, so uh, I have seen Motley Crue seven times. I love Motley Crue. We were and, supposed to. And, oops, yeah, not, go ahead. Yeah. And, and in fact, your new, your new intro, you know what band it sounds like? I don't know who it is. It sounds like Buck Cherry. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, it does have yeah. a little little buck cherry vibe to that. It does. It, it does. does. Yeah. It does. I, yeah. that, that's what I thought of when 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 I heard the new the new intro. I was like buck cherry right there. We'll have to tell I was like, that. man, these guys are big time if they're getting buck cherry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it is buck cherry. <laughs> We're not yeah. trying to put that out there. Or nothing. <laughs> yeah. they, they may or may not have done that for us. Yeah. Right, right. I, I'm a I'm an '80s uh, hair band guy, so yeah. you know that's crazy, man. Because uh, before the Rona hit, you know, and the Rona and all this stuff, we. Uh, Jan and I actually had tickets to go see Motley Crue, Def Leppard. They were going to be together. Uh, it was oh, no last kidding. July. Yeah, yeah. They were all doing baseball uh, stadium tours uh, mm. and stuff like that. And you know, obviously, it's been since been pushed back. But uh, yeah, man, I, and I'm a big Def Leppard guy myself. But uh, yeah, Motley Crue is awesome, man, and, and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I, I want to know, but I mean, this air air band. Air band, hair band, air band, hair band. Or, I mean, did you <laughs> yeah, have yeah, it was, it, it was an air band. Yeah, air air band. Oh, so awesome, yeah, dude. I yeah, uh, it, it, I actually thought I could play the the drums. I actually got a set of drums. I have no rhythm. The guy <laughs> was I, I. I mean, you know, I was just like, nope, that's not something. I'm not musically inclined. You know, I I, I took guitar lessons for a while when I was in school, and I had to at a class. And as soon as I got done playing, you know. Sweet Home Alabama, a thousand times I gave that thing away. I was like, I'm done. I'm, uh, uh, yeah. But uh, wish I could do something like that. Just not one of my talents. Sure. I, um, you know, another question. You know, I, I'm kind of from around where you're from. You know, I'm from Denver City, Texas, which basically right on oh. the border. Yeah. You know, I'm close oh, to yeah. Lovington. I play tennis Hobbs. tournaments there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Nice. Hobbs, Hobbs was the hated enemy of Clovis. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> You know, we, it's kind of a recurring thing when we have people around the area. How how was your experience with Allsup's as far as their food oh, goes? I, I heard y'all talking about, the, you know, back in high school, there was nothing better than an Allsup's burrito. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Oh, my gosh, yes. Allsup's burrito and Kmart nachos, you know, uh, you know so, yeah. Allsup's, yeah, that was the place. You, I mean, Allsup's was everywhere. Yeah, you can't get it around here, and, and I, 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 I dig it. Every time I go back, you know, home, uh, obviously I live here in Houston now, but uh, when I go back to, you know, from, from anywhere where I can get an all-subs chimichanga, I was a chimichanga guy for sure, man. But, uh, yeah, it's 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 uh, – they're the best. They are. They really are. <laughs> oh, ab- absolutely. So, yeah, that's the only place to get gas because it was cheap too. <laughs> So anyhow, where uh, these guys are writing in their journal, they have started a journal. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, we're taking. They're, they're writing. They're they're writing down their last cook. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we're, we're taking notes. Uh, so I, I know John kind of proposed this question to you, and we asked all the guests. I mean, you listened to to the episode. So the barbecue fail. I mean, we 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 have to squeeze a barbecue fail yeah. out of you. We know you got some. I've I've got a few. So I actually thought I think uh, I was with with uh, John ye- yesterday. That I was telling him some. I actually thought of my my biggest uh, cooking failure. Um, it, I was going to say uh, hot Cheetos wings, um, but that that's <laughs> that's not it. It's actually at the American Royal. Um, I was I was cooking on a, a Traeger, and this was, you know, the American Royal is so tough. You've got the Invitational, which has four, and then you've got, you know, the Open, which has, you know, your four meats, plus all the ancillary. You know, they've got, you know, beans, potato, you know, um, what else, sausage, and something else. So it's, you know, it's like 12, you know, 12 turn-ins over two days. 
um, I'll turn in anything. I'll, if there's if there's a contest, I'm going to cook it. Maybe not Panda Campo, but uh, otherwise I'm going to uh, try to everything. And if I found one with Panda Campo, I'd probably cook it. But anyway, at the Royal, I was you know I only had I think I only had two two Traegers at that time, so I had cooked brisket and there was a little bit of grease still on my drip pan, and my wife turned up the 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 Traeger to high you know, let's say 425 or something like that. And so I'm, I'm, I, uh, was walked away and all of a sudden I saw the, my, all this smoke and, and I, and she lifted the lid. Oh, that's, I don't know. Okay. She <laughs> lifted the lid. So I, instead of, you know, I just got the fire extinguisher and went whoosh. Yeah. And ruined two of her turn-ins. <laughs> and, and if and if anyone's married or been married, you know how many years that took before she stopped mentioning that time that you ruined two of her award-winning turn-ins yeah. at the American Royal. Yeah. She would have got first place on both yeah, of them if you didn't do both. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she well she was cooking her Hasselback potatoes. And uh, th there may be some truth to that because when we went to the Jack that same year, we actually got first place at the Jack in Chef's Choice cooking ribeye steaks and Hasselback potatoes. We only did it because <laughs> it was easy. But so maybe she was right. It might have been award winning. Mm, but I, uh, yeah, I, I heard about that for years. I, I'm not going to lie to you right now. Um, she is 100% right. And <laughs> you did yeah, right. ruin her. She's not place. listening to it. Yeah. She's not yeah. listening to yeah, it. Yeah, so, well. But, uh, but uh, another, uh, if I can have one more on, on a barbecue yeah, failure. Yeah, go for us. Okay. All right, so this isn't uh, this isn't let's say food related, but this is when I uh, used to cook uh, uh, with with my neighbor as a uh, flame worthy barbecue. I did that from '09 to to '13. But um, so I had you know a car that wouldn't put you know pull that much, and so my trailer would kind of be heavy. So, but he, you know the the pit wasn't much. So he oddly enough he would he would take my trailer to the contest, and I would take his gator pit to the contest. And so, so I, you know, went off to work and, you know, I, I'll work from, you know, let's say seven in the morning till 12. And then, and then I would leave for the contest, right. You know, with, with, with the, you know, I'd leave in the morning with, with everything uh, ready to go my, and uh, pulling his, his gator pit and stuff. So I, uh, I would park it out on the street and my landlord owned some property across the, across the way. And, and I parked, you know, every time I'd park right in front of the, you know, towaway zone. And I looked out there about 10 o'clock and I'm like, holy shite, it's gone. <laughs> and, and so I went and asked the, the maintenance guy, I'm like, what, did you have my, my uh, uh, car towed? And he goes, no, 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 no. He goes, we sold that property last month. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my so, goodness. So it they I was like, I was in a panic. And so this is about 10, 10 30. So then I kind of get my wits about me. And so I, then I start, I go into the sign. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm calling. And so then I called the company and they had like three drop-off points, right? And they're like, we've got it. We just don't know where it's going. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So anyway, I finally found out where it went about 1230. And so I had my business partner uh, take me to that location. And I'm meeting my cooking partner at two at the contest. Um, and <laughs> that was in New Braunfels, about 30 miles away. And so, so finally at one o'clock, I see it out on the lot. And so then it took forever to get the thing out of jail mm. and so but can you imagine the tow truck towing my 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 suv and then with the barbecue pit behind still attached <laughs> still attached still attached, still attached. can you it, believe that's this? a freight train <laughs> not, not giving so, a shit just like dragging it everywhere yeah, that's an asshole oh, yeah it, it it did drag a little bit on the bottom <laughs> you know because you know but anyway so so I wound up finally getting it. I just called him. I said, I'm going to be late. I'm going to be late. Had some things, you know, come up at work. And so I pull in, just sh kind of shake to a certain degree, you know. 
he doesn't really notice anything. So, you know, so then we prep our meat and everything. And, you know, Friday night's a little brown water night. And so we're kind of sitting around and so, well, you know, I got, I got a story to tell you, Clinton. And, uh, <laughs> and, he goes, and, and to his credit, he took it. He goes, it looks fine. I can't believe you got it back. No harm. And then we went on. But, oh, my gosh, I was so scared. Oh. Yeah, that the day of that my my car and the pit were gone. I'm not. And, I'm not gonna lie. This may go down. Is it's definitely a top ten barbecue fail right yeah, now. Yeah, this is really Might be good. the greatest. I love. Okay, this. I love. Thank this. you. Yeah, thank, yeah. Th- no, thank uh, you for sharing that. Without <laughs> that is great. Hey, do not park in a tollways home with your barbecue pit. <laughs> <laughs> right before the thinking that your landlord yeah. still owned the, the lot yeah, yeah. and they sold it to a hotel you know guy and so oh, man. yeah it was towed and and apparently at those things they go and check them every 30 minutes at uh if the owner wants yeah. wants them to and so Easy yeah that money. thing was gone i was so so very scared um so at that one so yeah that was at the sheriff's posse up in up in New Braunfels, but uh, yeah, so yeah, that's a good one. I freaking love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So hey, Doug, we appreciate you coming on. I mean, it's been a blast. I mean, this hour just had blown past. I feel like we probably need to get you on back again and like, do another uh, segment or two. I don't know. Yeah, this this was a blast, and we we had it. It's super informative. We learned a lot of stuff. Uh, but I feel like I feel like you got a lot more knowledge that you need to share with uh, all of no, us and the a- listeners. Absolutely. I mean, that's one of the things I do for Traeger is you know uh, I love to teach uh, for uh, for Traeger, and so you know talking barbecue is is something I love, and so you know uh, you can hear me on you know every fourth uh, Tuesday on the Barbecue Central show, and I also am, uh, appear somewhat on the on the baseball and barbecue show. So okay, um, or. Fu- or find me on Instagram, you know, at Rogue Cookers. But uh, I would love to come the, to come back on, and and you can schedule me out. And uh, it's probably what twenty twenty two. Are we on twenty twenty? Yeah, that's where we're at. Seventy two. Seventy two months out. Yeah, hey, we're not that. We're not that good. <laughs> we'll, we'll get you in sooner than that for sure. That, that's okay. I, you know, preparation. You know, you, you you've got hey, to that, be prepared. So you've got to have your schedule lined out. I'm I'm with you. On that's that, all. So. That's all, John. Right there, John. He's like. He's, uh, I I would be the same way. I need to know. I would be the same way. He doesn't have enough hands right now to to pat the back of his back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, his his arms broken. Right, right. Somebody else. So I I got you. I got you. So no, I appreciate. Thank you so much for reaching out and and um, uh, having me on the show and. You know, I, I love talking barbecue and especially with people that are fun and and uh, ha, you know enjoy it as well. So awesome! Right. Yeah, hey, we'll definitely do this again. We definitely appreciate. It. And you know, I, I'm not gonna lie, this hour has been like 20 minutes to me. Yeah, especially for especially for Matt. I, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I, I looked up at eight. Yeah. yeah, I looked up. At, you know, at, at 43 minutes, I'm like, in. I'm like, gosh, it's already been 43 minutes yeah. in. Yeah. But um, yeah, if if the Houston rodeo goes you know down, I don't think it'll go down in its normal format. Um, you know, but, uh, uh, supposedly there may be, you know, something at the beginning of May and, you know, uh, maybe on Reed road or something like that, but, yeah. um, you know, more of a smaller cook off, but, uh, ho- hopefully so, you know, and, you know, come by and the wild game crew and come check us out. I'm, I'm actually on the radio on San, uh, uh, on Saturday mornings on KSEV on the, uh, backyard Bay, uh, barbecue, uh, pool and barbecue show. Okay. And because uh, he comes, he comes out, he comes out to the uh, the Houston rodeo, and he, he's just gotten so much into barbecue now, and and uh, he's he's incorporated that into his hour long show. So we're we're on maybe from five minutes to to, to fifteen minutes at uh, I guess he's on at nine nine to ten, and so we're usually on at nine twenty three. So I'm on I'm on in the Houston market. Um, you know, usually nice. every Saturday from like nine nice. twenty three to, to, check to nine thirty thirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so check Shoot it out. Ya. And uh, Miller Pools is 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 Michael Miller is the is the guy. So uh, where there's usually one, two, or three of us on on that show um, during that that time slot, and we talk about different things. But uh, it's people from the Wild Game crew. So nice. we're uh, we're on it and out, out there. So and and of course, Michael has. Two Traegers now, <laughs> uh, one at his house nice. and one at his beach house. <laughs> awesome, perfect it. man. That's love awesome. It. But gentlemen, it's been great. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me, and uh, yeah, let me know if if uh, if I can do anything else, and 
if we if we're on later in the year, that'd be fantastic. I'd appreciate. Doug, we appreciate it, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Barbecue. Thank you. We'll catch you in seventy-two months. All right. (laughs) Thanks, guys. All right. Bye. Bye. That dude was a lot of fun. (laughs) Oh my god. Here's still. He's very infectious. Right. I mean, he 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 is having a good time. He's having a great time with what he's doing. You can tell that he has a passion for barbecue, and and for people. I think like yeah, he's without just, doubt. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like you said, super personable, super knowledgeable. I mean, I don't know what I mean. And he's goes to also. Yes, he knows what the hell an also. <laughs> he knows also barbecue. Well, I wasn't gonna say anything, but he, yes. he grew up in a worse place than I did because <laughs> anywhere in New Mexico fucking sucks. But uh, oh, wow, man. Mm. Okay, uh, okay. Uh, there goes our New Fighting Mexico words. listener. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. listener. But they know. That's well, why they're trying to get out. Yeah, I like him. That dude is awesome, man. He, he did say, great. like I was listening to the uh, the the Barbecue Central show. He, he did a little interview with them. He did say that his father was uh, in the military air force, so he was stationed there. Sure, it, it, there in New Mexico. But I guess uh, I don't closer really... to the Texas border, if you're in New Mexico, you get into the shitty towns. Right. So I don't I don't know all the ins and outs as far as the the air force goes, but I know his his service. He had to either go overseas, or he had to go to New Mexico. <laughs> like he yeah, at that point in time, you had to do an overseas duty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they considered yeah. New Mexico being yeah. <laughs> right. third <laughs> world. <laughs> Nobody wants to go to New Mexico. overseas because well, it depends remote. on where you it's go. It's remote. It's yeah. very just out Mexico. there. I mean, you go to like Las mm. Cruces. I mean, that shit's nice over there. You know, mm. you go yeah. to Hobbs, New Mexico. <laughs> really? Yeah, Hobbs, New Mexico. Albuquerque's not bad. Yeah, like that. yeah that's, that's, that's a good overnight. The closer mm-hmm. you get to, you know, like Arizona, the probably the better off you are. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe. So yeah, I mean, a lot of lot of stuff that he dropped on us. I mean, a lot of knowledgeable, a lot, lot of like barbecue knowledge. That some of the stuff that I really didn't even. I was like, what? Like, okay. No, I, I think that I think this is a this is a great interview or, or a great just interview just just talking with somebody that's conversation. Really, yes, just for sure. A conversation with somebody back. Without a doubt, without yeah. a doubt, Alton. He, he drops anything on you. Yes. Ask him a question, he'll give you your answer. I'm ready to give my answer. He, you, yeah. want my, you want my recipe? It's on this. If you want this, whatever else. I mean, he he was ready to give it all. Um, and you know what? I'm glad we kind of held back a little bit. I, I think at a certain point it was rapid fire, but I do feel like we held back because we're going to have him back on. Oh, yeah. oh for sure. And for sure. he has plenty of more stuff to, to give out. You and, can and tell. Just, yes. I'm and, pretty sure we're doing some co-cribs uh, uh, this yeah, week. Right? So <laughs> yeah. That's going to happen. Yeah. I, I did see that before. Once I was watching, I guess it was Barbecue Pitmasters, Ernest Cervantes. Like, he did a Coke in his wrap of his brisket. And uh, I remember Myron Mixon. Myron Mixon. Why he got to be Mexican? <laughs> Mexican uh, asked him like what are you putting in there he's like coke he's like why are you doing that he's like I don't know I mean I was taught by an old pit master that's what he does and so I'm doing it and of course the dude just won everywhere so I'm like <laughs> and that's one thing I was like I saw it I was like yeah well I'm not going to try that but I'm not being good now, we now need to. Like, I don't even mm. drink cokes <laughs> <laughs> why would I put it on our ribs Man, I start. I gotta start drinking cokes. Yeah. <laughs> is that why I'm not winning right, right now? I don't know. Shit, Maybe I, we need you don't know. Yeah, Coors Light in there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I, I don't think, think uh, Coors Light's winning. No, not the same. No. Yeah, yeah. No. you just got Rich O'Toole picking his ears up like, ooh, ooh. Coors Light ribs. Ooh, I love yeah. this. Ooh. I love it. So great interview. It. Which you know, Rich O'Toole could probably use the coke twice if he's doing a bus brisket. He can clean terminals off. You know, on his battery and that pour is, it on the brisket. True. That is true. Yeah. Two birds, one stone, yeah. homie. Yeah. I'm gonna That's get right. him. I'm gonna you get know? him booked again. We'll get him. Uh, we'll, we'll I think get our next opening yeah. is September or something. So, <laughs> seventy-two months out. <laughs> Must be nice, John. Yeah. yeah, we're booked like five years in advance. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. if you think you might be Guys. into barbecue competition in the next five years, That's go not, ahead and book now. I don't even know how you have me booked for the next podcast next week. I don't know why either. So, hey, uh, listen, uh, that's not true, and we, we we're lucky to have anybody on, and oh, yeah. we do appreciate his time. All these guests and, have been and freaking it, fantastic. Yeah, without oh, a doubt. Sure, and and to sure. be honest, this is a drinking podcast, so I don't. I'm not sure if he knew how much we've already drank. Which, by the way, he probably figured it out. I only had two beers, <laughs> which is really good. And, and and I actually told Matt this uh, a second ago. I was like, I only had two beers during this interview. Yeah, that's good. That means. Yeah. 
You were this engaged. guy kept me yeah. so involved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did not even want to drink a beer. I was just like, nope. It's got like two beers an hour. Come yeah. on. Yeah, that's great. See, I was on the op- I was on the opposite end of that spectrum because he kept me so engaged. I just had to keep drinking. Like, <laughs> it was awesome. Instead of like, instead, right, instead of like instead of like popcorn munching, Alan yeah, was over there drinking like beer yeah. munching, yeah. Right. 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 but light, well, light hey, munching. Super awesome that he came on and uh, feel really blessed. So, yeah, can't wait to go back and listen to that interview. Yep. Alan, um, yeah, you missed it. I think. I think Alden has something Maybe to say. Maybe we can uh, hit, hit the people up with the business. Oh, they want the business? They you want, the, want business. the business? Yes, sir. Well, Matt, you haven't been here, so I can tell you how to get a hold of us. Damn. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, guys, go to our website, man. You can find everything there. Um, you know, as soon as our uh, badass producer, uh, John, loads up this uh, audio, you know, you can go find this uh, interview we're talking about. And that is www.grabthebrisket.com. Now he's laughing at me. I don't know. Yeah, you Keep can going. find this show you're listening to right now <laughs> on the website. He's going to tell you right now. Well, Go and, ahead. And the, and the problem is they took the flag down. Now I can't see what I'm supposed to say. So I don't know if they knew that was a... Grabnerbrisket.com. No, I did say that. <laughs> yeah. so I did say that. But anyhow, guys, um, man, Twitter, I mean, everything, you know, all, uh, all the social medias, Twitter and... It's by itself. It is at Grab the Brisket, and Facebook and Instagram are one and the same. as that at Grab Man the Brisket. Uh, like I say, visit the website, www.grabthebrisket.com. Right there, you can get hold of us um, if you want to email us, you know, because maybe John's too busy, you know, responding to everybody. So just send me an email. It is uh, grabbing the brisket at gmail.com. Grab the brisket yep. at gmail.com. It's one of those. No, no it's, it. yeah, okay. We, we, we got it there. So, yep. Anyhow, um, no, like I, I say, we want, we want uh, you know, questions, man. You know, like, so we just had a badass interview, right? So if you want us to ask questions, you know, to somebody you know that's coming up, man, just put, you know, send an email, send a Facebook message, something, you know, and uh, we'll ask them and uh, we'll throw your name out there and. Hopefully it's a good question because it's not, and uh, we'll we'll also let you get grilled. So, yeah. well, uh, on top of that, give us your barbecue fails. Give us your barbecue exactly. wins. If you're out there cooking and you just failed miserably, we want to know. Yeah, hey, get engaged. Yeah, if you're out there winning and you're like, dude, I had this and I did this and I just kicked ass. Do we want to know about that as well? Right? Yeah. Give us the story. Give us the backdrop. We'll put you on. We're, we're just trying to teach people and let let the knowledge out there that everybody knows. Hey, this is what we're doing. This didn't work. This is what we're doing. This did work. So, yeah, redemptions. Yes. Big thank you to Doug Shiding. You can reach him at at Rogue Cookers on Instagram. You can also go to Traeger. I think it's TraegerGrills.com, or you can go to the Head Country store headcountry.com or whatever and just uh look for his page on there i know he's he's all on that and look look for the content i know he's got a lot of like uh tips recipes and stuff like that out there for you guys to check out and look for him to be back on the grabbing the brisket podcast heck yeah that's coming i can't wait Boom. and uh in the next few weeks i'll just put it out there real quick we have uh next week we have mel schmeiler I'm probably butchering his name. Dark Side of the Grill. Definitely butchering. Yeah, I'm sure mm-hmm. I am. Uh, the following week, we have Malcolm Reed. Yep. And that next week after that, we have Burly Boy from his new podcast coming on. So That's right. right. Nice. If you have questions for any of those folks, send them in now. Let's hear them. So, hey, thank you, guys. It's great talking barbecue with you guys. Peace. Thanks, everybody. We've been great. Dang it, Bobby. Just grab the brisket. Or we would like to give a special thanks to Fogo Premium Hardwood Lump Charcoal, Bonner's Fiesta Spices, Cooley Nation Custom Koozies, Cambro Manufacturing, Yeti Cooler, the Smoke Sheep Barbecue Newsletter, and Texas Brew Hopper. We appreciate their support. Y'all guys go check them out.